All right, we are live. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. This is March 12th, 2020, week 58. We just want to, as always, say thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out and hope, hoping to get something out of this gospel truth. That is our aim. And I would like to mention that this is another pre-recorded video, as by the time you guys are watching this, we're probably on our way to Michigan or in Michigan. Uh, we're not sure yet. One of our viewers invited us to speak at a conference up there. So we're definitely looking forward to doing that and hopefully to meet some of you guys out there. Maybe you guys may be in the area or not. So that's what we're doing. And But we still wanted to make this a live video so we could bring the true word of God. There won't be any interruptions in that. And for our podcast listeners, it will be the same, uploaded late Thursday evening like always. So we hope you guys get something from the message. And as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about no schism in the body. And when somebody gets baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, that's when we would like to say that people are saved. And as the scripture says, when we are in Christ Jesus, we are a new creature. Old things are passed away. And all things are become new. But a lot of times we like to hang on to our old selves sometimes. To our old ways. To our ungodly ways. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. And without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. So we can go ahead and get started with tonight's message. Thank you, Melvin. As always, we like to start by saying a prayer. If you guys can and will, bow your heads with us. Heavenly Father, thank you for another opportunity to study your word, to grow closer to you, to grow in your will. Lord, we thank you for how you continue to keep us, how you continue to watch over us, protect us, shield us, guide us, lead us in the path that we should be going in. Lord, we thank you for how you continue to watch over us over the dangerous highways, how you continue to keep us from all sorts of sicknesses, diseases, even if we have um, um, kind of... Uh, gotten some of these diseases lord we're praying that you would continue to get us through these diseases because we know that you're a protector you're a healer you're a way maker even when things seem like there is no way uh, we know that with you god there is joy in the midst of the storm so we're praying that you would always remind us that in the darkest hours in the hours that get that seem to be the toughest Lord, we're praying so many blessings in your name, Lord. We're praying that you would watch over and protect us as we travel to Michigan on tomorrow, that you would uh, bless this trip to be a success. And Lord, we know that it will be uh, because your will will be done nevertheless. So Lord, we're praying these many blessings in your name, Jesus. We're also praying for the Bible study tonight that someone would take something from this message, Lord, even if it's only one that somebody would gain something, gain some knowledge, understanding, and insight. Lord, we're praying these many blessings in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so tonight, Melvin already touched on it. We're talking about not having schisms in the body. We're talking about the body of Christ tonight, which is nothing other than the church. And when we come to the church, there shouldn't be any division. There shouldn't be any organization, any groups in there that come against one another because we're all supposed to be brothers and sisters in Christ. We're all supposed to be family. And they say blood 
is thicker than water. When we come to Christ, we have the blood of Christ. What can be thicker than that? What can be stronger than the blood of Christ? Because that's what's saving us from our sins. So when we come in the body of Christ, there shouldn't be any division. But like Melvin uh, mentioned earlier, we still hold on to that same mentality, that same mindset, that same mind frame that we had before. We still say, this is mine. Uh, we still say, I'm better than you. We still say so many things, even though we have been born again. We have been in the church 20 years. We have been working events for 20 years. We've been selling uh, roast beef sandwiches. We've been selling barbecue plates. We've been doing a whole lot of stuff for so many years. And yet, we still find division in the body of Christ. And so Paul tries to straighten out this problem because it was a problem and it still is a problem. Nothing is new under the sun. It's still here today. But God is trying to take this from his people because we shouldn't be this way with each other, especially not amongst the saints of God. And so we're going to look at this in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 25. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. There should be no division in the body of Christ, but... Everybody in the body of Christ, we should have that same care for one another. We should have the same love for one another. But we know that even in the body of Christ, we find respect of person. We find so often that if someone has a specific role in church, we, we deem certain roles higher than others as people do in any facet of life. You may say, oh, this person is, uh, they're a musician. So we may look up to that person, but we may look down upon the person that stays around to clean up. That, that's, that's how we are as human, but we shouldn't, we shouldn't be that way. We should have the same care for the janitor for the person that we say, oh, they just clean up. They just mop the floor. They just come in at night. Uh, they just make sure people are seated. They, they just clean the windows. Whatever it is that people are doing for the body of Christ, we should still feel that they are an important member because that's the way God feels. We may not feel that way, but that's how God does. And so... If we say that we are Christ-like, we should let the mind of Christ be also in us. We should have that same mindset. So Paul says there shouldn't be any division in the body. We shouldn't come against one another. We should be learning how to work together. Sure, we may not know how initially. We may have to learn how to do things. But Paul said we need to get rid of it. Because we should care for all of each other, for, for everyone, one another. But I want to go back. I want to go back to uh, start up at verse 12, and we'll read down. Because Paul, Paul writes a lot about this. 
For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For as the body is one, we're talking about the body of Christ, it has many members. It's just like our natural body, and he's going to incorporate that in here. He's going to bring that in later. Our natural body has many body parts. It's still one body, though. We have a hand. You have a shoulder, a knee. We have so many body parts, ears, tongue, mouth. We have so many body parts, but it all makes up our one body. It's the same way with the body of Christ, which is the church. We have so many members. We have <laughs> short members, tall members, members that are stronger, members that are weaker. It doesn't matter what member it is. There's so many members and they all make up the body of Christ. And none of those members are more important than the other. In God's eye, in people's eye, that's different. But we should have the same mindset of God. All right. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. We have all been made. We've been all filled with that same spirit. At the Last Supper, Jesus broke bread and gave it to the twelve. He broke of the same bread and gave each one a part of it, representing none but the spirit. It represented him giving out his spirit, the same one spirit. We were all baptized into one body. The same one spirit was broken and given to each one of us, each and every one of us. And so knowing that we don't have anything to boast about over the next person because someone may say, oh, Tony, he plays the drum. That doesn't make me better than anybody else. That means nothing because I may play the drums and somebody else may play the guitar or somebody else may play the keyboard. That doesn't mean anything. It may not. It, it doesn't mean anything if I'm better at drums than the next person or if the next person is better at drums than me. It doesn't mean anything to God. We all have certain roles. All right. For the body is not one member. But many, mm -hmm. if the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. Is there? Is it therefore not of the body? Now Paul gets to the problem. The problem comes in when we don't want to fulfill our role. We know a foot can't speak, but he's using this to illustrate a point. So he says, if the foot shall say. Because I am not of the hand, because I am not the hand, I'm not a part of the body. So often we make people feel left out because we degrade them. We, we make them feel as if what they're doing isn't that important because they're not the hand. We say you're not important. You don't have a large enough role. You don't do that much. But. 
they can be doing all that they're possibly, they, they are capable of doing. And so in God's eyes, they're doing more than other people who are just doing the little that they can do. A little to get by. God is requiring us to give our all. And so if the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? We know that's not true. Because it is a part of the body. Your foot is a part of your body. And if you take your foot off, I guarantee you're going to miss it. Because it plays a big role. All right. And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Mm -hmm. If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? We need every part of the body of Christ. We need that. We need it. Every part plays a specific role. People look down on people that... Uh, I know a lot of times growing up, people look down on someone who's a... a Who's a trash man. People look down on that. But tell me how often you see people want to pick up their own trash. How often will people say, I take out my own trash today. How many times have you seen somebody go out to the truck and say, don't worry about it today. I'm going to get my trash. You just, you just hang out. We're not doing that. So if we notice that, we see that they play a vital role. That's how we are in the body of Christ. We all have a role. And especially roles that people look down on, they're not willing to do it. It's amazing how people talk, but they aren't willing to do it. Jesus told uh, his disciples that when he was talking about the Pharisees, he said, look, observe what they do. They say and do not. He said, don't be like them, though, because they talk about it. They tell you what to do, but they won't do it. There is a division there. They so often people feel that they're better than the next person because of what they do. We look at money, financial status. We look at name brand things. We look at so many, so many things in life and we allow that to bring about division. It's nothing but the enemy separating us. It brings about division. So Paul says, if the whole body were an eye, where is the hearing? If the entire body was the same, how would the other functions, the other needs be met if all of us were the same? The needs couldn't be met, all right? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. God did it as it's pleasing to him, not to you, not to me. He set this thing up in a way that made him pleased, that makes him satisfied. And he doesn't have to answer to me. All right. And if they were all one member, where were the body? Mm-hmm. But now are they many members, yet but one body? We are many members, 
in one body. We make up the body of Christ. All right. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you. And yet this is what we do. We say, I don't need you. I can do what you do. You can. You maybe can, but you don't. We say this to one another in the body of Christ so often. They say, oh, they're not doing anything anyways. The little bit that they're doing, I can do. Well, why don't you do it then? We find division in the body of Christ. But God is not the author of, conf of confusion. The enemy brings about division. Because part of our problem is we don't want to work together. We don't want to blend together. I was listening to a preacher and he was talking about how once we become a part of the body of Christ, it's like making a cake. There's so many different ingredients that go into the cake. I mean, to name a few, you have your sugar, you have eggs, milk, butter, uh, different uh, baking powder. You, you have different ingredients. And once these ingredients, once you, you, you notice them before you put them in the bowl. But once you put them in the bowl, they become a new creation. It's blended together and they lose their identity. Once you blend this together, you can't tell the butter from the sugar anymore. You can't tell the eggs from the milk anymore. Once you blend this together, this is the body of Christ. This is how we're supposed to be. Uh, Paul told us in one place, he said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Just as the ingredients become a new creation when a cake is made, when we come to God, we all become put into the same one body. Just as the ingredients to the cake are put into the same one bowl. We are to blend together and make that thing work. That's what God is calling for from his people. Us to become one. Jesus prayed about that in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed that we would be one. Even as he is one. We see how even in the... Um, at the Tower of Babel, the people became one. And there is power when we are one. There's power in that. People say a lot of times there's strength in numbers because there is. You can overcome a lot when you have a lot of people with you. You can get through a lot with more people. You can accomplish more with more people. There's strength in numbers. And God said where there are two or three gathering in his name, he'd be in the midst. And so we only need two or three. But among those two or three, there can't be any schisms. There cannot be a division. Because we must be on one accord. We must be together. All that believed were together and they had all things coming. We would never do all things coming as long as there is division in the body. But once we get rid of the division, we can come together. 
we can truly see the power of God because that is the power of God, bringing people together. Because right now, people are so divided. We're divided about, I mean, it's election time. Right now, people are fighting over who, who to vote for. Schism, division. We say we are, as a country, together. We're not. There's division everywhere. We were, me and Melvin were talking about it yesterday, how people, they want to hound you over uh, who'd you vote for today. They read it for the division. They really say, how you gonna vote for that person? What's wrong with you? They're ready to fight division. In their mind, you're not even allowed to have an opinion. Division. But God is trying to get rid of that division to the point where we don't have to fight over it, even if we agree to disagree that we want somebody else to be in charge of this particular thing, of this part of government. And I'm not trying to get into politics, but there shouldn't be division. But every day we see there's division. I mean, no matter where I go, I see division amongst people. I mean, you watch a sporting event, you'll see division. You'll see people willing to hurt each other over what team they like. When at the end of the day, none of it means anything to God. It means so much to us. But what profit is it to die and lose your soul? You had some championships, though. You had uh, most valuable players. You had so many things. But we still did not become one with the body of Christ. We still did not become a new creature as God is calling for. I was thinking about earlier, uh, I think it's in the book of Psalms. He said, how long will you seek vanity? How long will you love vain things? He said, how long? God is wondering, how long is it before his people wake up? Before we recognize God is love and God is one. And he's calling for his children to be one. What family a house can't stand if it's divided? There shouldn't be a division. There shouldn't be schisms. So God's kingdom, it can't be divided. And he says, how long? How long will you love division? How long will, we, how long will we love division? How long will we love to fight each other? How long will we say, I'm not going to be a part of the body of Christ? I'm not going to blend in. I was listening to a preacher and he was talking about making a cake. And he said, think about the struggle you will have if you're trying to make a cake, but the butter said, I'm not going in there. <laughs> I refuse to be blended and lose my identity because right now people can see me. People see me. I'm known. I'm well known. They say that's butter right there. <laughs> and I love butter. But once I am blended into this batter, I'll no I'll no longer be identified. That's us today as the body of Christ. We don't want to lose our identity.
We don't want to be blended. We don't want to learn to work together, to blend together and be created into something that God can use for his good pleasure. That's what we just read. He said he did this as he sees it fit, as it pleases him. There shouldn't be any schisms. There shouldn't be the mindset that I'm my own person. I do my own thing. We we say that God is the head of our lives, but in actions, we deny him. In works, we deny him. Because when he tells us to do something, we say, I'm not doing that. I just don't see why I got to do that. That don't even make sense. We know everything. I was I was uh, looking into this the other day, and we might talk about it one of these days, God willing. I was looking at the place where Jesus said, ye are gods. And that's exactly what we are, little g gods, because we know everything. We know more than God himself. God tells us what we should do, and we say, God, I'm not doing that. And I'm not sorry about it. I'm just not doing it. I know it's in the Bible. I know he said do it. I'm just not doing it. I was the same way. I said, I know it's not right. I'm still doing it, though. I was my own God. And that's how we are. We become divided because everybody has a mind of their own. We say, I love God. I'm going to do what he says. I'm ready to submit. But when he tells us to do something, there becomes a division between us and God and us and our neighbor, too. Because we ain't doing what nobody said. Schisms. But we have to be, allow God to blend us, to work on us, to change us into a new creature. Just as the, the batter, the eggs, the butter, the milk, whatever it is that goes into the cake batter. Just as that batter is transformed from eggs, milk, salt, sugar is transformed to that, from that to a cake. God is wanting to transform us from the old creature to a new creature. But we have to let him do it. We have to allow him to strip us of things that are holding us back, to take away the cigarettes from us, to take away the alcohol. He's wanting to take all of that away from us. We have to allow it, the lying the stealing, the fornication. So many things I had to allow God to take from me. And when I did, it made me into a new creature, a creature that enjoyed life more than the old creature did. A creature that said, I now finally have some peace. We have to allow God to take away the divisions between his people. Because, again, we should have all things common. He's expecting us to be one. And that starts with us learning to love one another, even as God has loved us. So let's move down, Mel. Verse 22, nay, much more of those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. All of the parts that seem to be weak 
to not be to seem that seem not to be strong, they're necessary. I mean, no matter what what body part it is that you want to pick out, it's necessary for something. As humans, we may not know what it is all the time, but it's necessary for something. I was talking to somebody not long ago, and they were talking about how they injured their toe, their big toe. And now, you may look at that and say, well, you got four other ones. You'll be all right. But (laughs) they recognize just how necessary that big toe was. <laughs> Definitely use up a balance. <laughs> but that's with anything. Get rid of your arm and see if your balance is thrown off. Get rid of one of your eyes. I know someone who lost an eye and he talks about how uh, bad his depth perception is as a result of it. All of these things are necessary. And so when we come into the body of Christ, we have to learn to treat other people as if they are necessary because they are. Even if it's an old elderly lady that we feel she can't do anything for us. She can't even get herself around. She's necessary. There is a role that she plays in the body of Christ. Everyone is important, even if because today And yesterday, too, our goal is to make money. And so the only thing we see is dollar signs when we look at people. We're looking at, man, how can they benefit me? What money can I get out of this person? We're not looking at their role in the body of Christ. We're not looking at them as, man, this is a member of Christ, which is a member of me because I make up the body of Christ. And they make up the body of Christ. They may be the feet and I may be the hand. Yet we're all important. They may be the big toe and I may be the pinky. Whatever it is, we all make up the body of Christ. But we have to be transformed. We have to have a renewed mind. Our mind has to be changed. We have to have a new mind because our old mind is full of evil thoughts. It's full of, they're not a part of my organization. They don't go to the church I go to, so, man, they don't mean nothing. I don't even want to hear them. We have to have a new mind. All right. And those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. Mm-hmm. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. Everything is important in God. All of those parts, like I said, that seem to be weaker that we put less of an emphasis on. Because again, there's certain roles that we just look down upon. Especially if we see someone, oh, they're just a janitor. We look down on those type of people. We look down on somebody that we look at their job title and we say, ah, anybody can do that. I hear that a lot. Oh, anybody can do that. That ain't nothing. Well, why don't you do it? 
I haven't seen you do it yet. But just like Jesus said about the Pharisee, religious people, they say and do not. They say, I can do it. And yet, you never see them do it. There is division amongst God's people. All right. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. We shouldn't be that way, though. We should love one another. We should not allow divisions in the body of Christ now. We're in the church. We shouldn't allow divisions to take control of us. We shouldn't allow, well, I just don't like the way they do certain things. We shouldn't allow that to stop us from loving people. We shouldn't allow that. We shouldn't allow our pet peeves, small things, small nuances, we shouldn't allow that to stop us from caring about them. Because if you have true love and care for someone, it doesn't matter what they do. That love and care will overrule them, whatever their action may be. Because I've said it before, if you take a mother who loves her child and her child goes out there and kills someone, that mother will still say, well, don't kill my son. Don't kill him. Put him in jail, maybe. Take him to jail. He deserves jail. But do not kill my son. That's love. She still wants life for her child. She still wants redemption and opportunity. That's love. That's the love that God is calling for. God is love. And so once we come into the body of Christ, if we have that mindset, we won't allow divisions to take over because we say, well, they just don't do things the way that I like. We won't allow that to take over us. We won't allow, well, I just don't like the type of vehicle they drive. I mean, they, they don't really clean their vehicle out. So we allow so many things to take over us. Division. There shouldn't be schisms in the body of Christ. So we have to allow God to transform our minds. We have to allow God to make us into that new creature. And it's going to take the fire. Uh, even when you bake a cake, it takes the oven. It takes heat. It takes fire. Uh, John told us Jesus was going to come and baptize us with the Holy Ghost and fire. It takes the fire because the fire gets rid of things that we don't need. And that's what God wants to do. People think that <laughs> people make it hard being a preacher because you try to tell them things that they don't need and they feel that you're attacking them. But I'm simply trying to point out things that God wants you to remove. He wants to take you through the fire because the fire is going to 
rid the imperfections, the impurities, things that should not be there. That's what the fire does. When you cook food, you cook away the salmonella. You cook away the E. coli, whatever it is, the, the, the diseases in the food, you're burning that away. That's what the fire does. It gets, there's nothing made by mistake with God. Fire gets rid of things we don't need. And that's what God wants to do with us. He wants to take you through the fire. You put a whole lot of food in the microwave, burning things off of the food that shouldn't be there. You put a whole lot of food on the stove. You put a lot of hot dogs in the water. You put a lot of uh, whatever it is that you cook, macaroni, cheese. It doesn't matter. You put all of that through the fire to get rid of things that shouldn't be there. And so God wants to do that with you. He wants to get rid of the division. The things that we fight over. The things that stop us from being one. He wants to get rid of it. Because only then can we be used. We can't eat a cake without baking it. We can't have a cake without us putting it through the fire. I wouldn't take, uh, I wouldn't get a piece of chicken and eat it without it having been taken through the fire. I need some heat on it because that chicken is going to turn around and eat me. <laughs> so if we see that nothing in this world is pure, made pure without fire. He said, only the pure at heart shall see God. We have to go through the fire. He told us uh, two-thirds, they'll be cast away, but one-third, he was going to bring through the fire. Some of us are going to allow God to work on us, to take away the division, to take away the old mentality that we had, feeling that... <laughs> We were better than the next person because we look better, because we sing better, we sound better, we talk better. We do so many things better. In our minds, God is wanting to take that away, that mindset, because that's an evil mindset to have. That's pride. And we know God hates pride. So Paul says... There shouldn't be any division in the body of Christ. We're talking about amongst God's church. We should be working together, a people that are strong. Because the world is already going, other people are already going to be against us. And so being in the church, we have to learn to stick together, to work together, to help one another. That's what God gives us this family for. All right. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. That's how we overcome. That's how we know we have love for one another. When someone is going through something, 
We all going through it. That's not having a division. Not saying, oh man, it don't matter to me. I don't care if they hurt. I don't care if they hearts broken. I don't care if they house burned out. I don't care. <laughs> Ain't my problem. People say it all the time. People say, I don't care. It's not my problem. That's the mindset of the world. That's not the mindset of the body of Christ. In the body of Christ, we should be saying, I care. I care because God has put that same love in me. That was also in Christ Jesus. All right. Now, ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. We all make up the body of Christ. And so we should have that same mindset. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. He came to show us how not to be divided. He took 12 and he showed them how to work together. He showed them how to all talk the same way. How to all live the same way. Live off of the same money. He showed them how to do all these things. He showed them love. He showed them how to work together. Because when you have a family, you, you have people that work together. A true family. You have people that work together. When one of them is suffering through something, you say, well, we're going to all pitch in and help them out. That's what God wants in his body. But we treat our natural family better than our spiritual family. But God said that ought not be so. We ought to have more love for our spiritual family. Because blood is thicker than water, they say. And we have the blood of Christ. I have many family members, natural, do not have the blood of Christ. And so I had to shift my mindset from being driven towards my natural family to my spiritual family. It's a, but we have to allow God to work on that in us, to bring us through the fire. So that's what it's about, not having schisms in the body of Christ. Removing the fights, removing the arguments, removing the things that are holding us from becoming the people that God is calling us to be. And so that's what that's what we're looking at tonight. No schisms in the body. And and that's all I wanted to say on that. Uh, and so. I appreciate you guys for tuning in, all that will tune in. Um, I appreciate you guys. Uh, and I thank you for how you've been tuning in over the last uh, what, 58 weeks now. <laughs> uh, because it's it's been a great journey um, and I've enjoyed every moment of it. So yep. I definitely appreciate you guys and Melvin because he does a lot uh, that goes on behind the scenes. Uh, for this broadcast he, he puts in a lot of work into this so 
I just want to say thank you to all of you guys, to Melvin, to just everyone that makes this possible. And obviously, of course, uh, we always give honor to God because without him, we are nothing. Uh, none of this is capable without him. Uh, so at this time, I'll turn it back over to Melvin. Uh, <laughs> but Tony, you do bring the more important part of the Bible study, and that is the Word of God. So we definitely appreciate you as well. And you brought up something earlier. Well, you've been talking about it through the whole live stream of how we do not like to share. We don't like to work together. And I remember when we were little kids, when we had some candy, we weren't trying to share it. <laughs> and we are the same way now with our things and when we take a look in the Bible and see how the true church of God is supposed to act, we're going to have that same mindset. Like, this is mine. <laughs> Stay over there. I'm going to do me. You do you. <laughs> and in the true church of God, there is no big eyes or little use as a preacher puts it. Everybody is supposed to have the same thing and all work together toward a common goal. And that reminds me, um, this past weekend with my sister, we went to go see a Lakers game when um, they were playing the Memphis Grizzlies. And during one of the timeouts, I'm pretty sure a lot of you have seen this. They like to bring out this big trampoline thing and people run from the other side of the court and do a lot of tricks and jump on the trampoline and dunk the ball. Uh, that is a huge mat. And it stretches forth well past the three-point line. And it's a um, soft mat that they fall on after they jump on the trampoline and dunk the ball. And um, so they have to hurry up and fold that huge mat up and get off the court so the players can get back on. And it was about 20 or 30 people, one in their each divided area, folding up that mat and getting it off the court in less than two seconds. And that blew my mind if we could all work together like that. Because with one or two people, it would take probably 10, 15, 20 minutes to get that mat off that court. But when we all work together and put our energy and effort into one common goal, there is no limit to what we can do. But we don't want to help each other out. I'm reminded of a scripture in Proverbs and it says, look to the ant and consider her ways. Because you don't see the ants fighting. You don't see them fighting over that crumb of chip that you just dropped. No, they work together. I don't even know how ants even get to where they get sometimes. It's crazy. But they all work together towards one common goal. That big ant bed, it's amazing how they can put all that together. And that's how we as people should be looking out for one another. If one of us fall, pitch in, as Tony said earlier, and help. And especially if it um, involves money, we have all of this extra money. Some of us do. And somebody may need something. Maybe they can't afford their lunch for the day. Should pitch in and get it. You never know what what type of day or what situation that that person is in and we have all of this extra money and not willing to give it to anybody to help out but that definitely that's definitely what God is calling us to do work together I see so many posts and so many sayings about love yourself love me love me Jesus doesn't teach that he says love your neighbor as yourself 
There's no greater sacrifice than for one to lay down his life for his friends. <laughs> We're definitely not trying to do that. Just look at <laughs> look at what our Jesus did for us. He laid his life down. He sacrificed and took the beating so that we can have the right to not face that for eternity. But that's all I have to say. Um, there are no comments. This, this is a pre-recorded <laughs> video. So if you guys do have any questions on this topic or anything else, feel free to message us. Um, the inbox is always open. Like I said, during this time when you're watching this, um, I don't know if we will be the love for Michigan by this time. But um, if so, then we definitely hope you guys enjoy and get something out of it. And I believe I said earlier today was March 20th. Um, it's definitely going to be March 12th and not March 20th. And I see I have March 20th up there. So um, for anybody watching and, or listening in the future, is March Thursday, March 12th to, um, to avoid any confusion that they may bring up. So again, thank you for tuning in. We're about to go ahead and wrap it up. And I know I need to pack tonight for tomorrow. <laughs> Get all this stuff packed up. And um, I've never been to Michigan. So um, I don't know. I think you say you've been there. Tony. No, no. I've been to Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah. So that should definitely um, be a fun experience. We'll definitely um, let you guys know how that is. So um, again, thank you for tuning in. And thank you for whoever is going to watch this live on Facebook or through any of the many major podcast platforms later on throughout. Uh, we like to, I think we recently hit 10,000 total plays on our podcast. So thank you guys for tuning in. And so we know people out there are listening. <laughs> we know people out there are going to have questions and never be afraid to ask any questions. Um, we just want to let you know that God definitely loves you more than you can love anybody or even love yourself. And he wants it. It's not his will that anybody should perish. So we definitely um, should, you definitely should reach out if you have any questions, concerns, or prayer requests or anything like that. We're open to all of that. So um, again, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Count it all joy. There is joy in the midst of every storm. And we'll see you guys next Thursday evening. We will be live with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. So thank you guys. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks, who brings the Word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always. Yeah.